This is Finding Sparkle, Chasing Light, and I'm your host, Nicole Brianne. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. This past weekend, it was actually my third wedding anniversary. So I thought, what better way to celebrate than to bring my lovely husband back on the podcast. So please welcome Lucas. Hi. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. I got a bunch of questions from people on Instagram. So I thought I would just jump right in. Oh, amazing. Making it easy for us. So the first question is, how did you two meet? Ooh, the start of it all. Yeah. Great question. It's a few years ago now. Okay, let's give a picture of both of our lives back when we first met. So you go first. Okay. So I was actually working at my first job, which was at a design firm called Jackknife in downtown Toronto. And I was uh, hired as a junior designer. It was like my first gig out of school so i was like really I excited out of school oh yeah you're right. I, was, <laughs> I was still in school it was the my third year so i still had a full year left but baby lucas <laughs> they hired me on for the summer and you were actually the photographer who came in to do our headshots for the website yeah so i was married to someone else and not in university anymore and I came to do headshots of everyone, but I was also starting my other business where I was teaching workshops and the agency was like, we want to help you out. We want to help you get your business cards made. So I guess they, of course, wrangled the intern turned junior designer Lucas to design me like the Find Your Sparkle logo and my business cards, which incidentally, my mom still has up on her fridge. And she only learned recently that Lucas designed that card. So I took his headshot. He designed this card for me. And because I was so appreciative of like the gesture, I followed him on Instagram. And anytime I would like use that logo, what is it like a, a logo, a watermark, a, <laughs> <laughs> a word mark, a word I would mark, call it. Yeah. a word mark. I was close. That word mark, I would always like tag him. So that's kind of the only reason we had any sort of exchange outside of Jackknife. Yeah. And then I think we had like maybe two meetings outside of that, which were like Jackknife had a summer party at um, Adam's restaurant. Place? Oh, AAA. Oh, right. And, and the Thai place. And the Thai place. You didn't come to that one? <laughs> I don't think I was there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was your other husband. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had Jackknife Thai place. Um, but anyways, I remember you coming to that patio and, mm. you know, you were like this like fun, bubbly person, but I distinctly remember I pictured you, I feel like you had like, um, just had like Christmas portraits with your, your husband at the time. Like I picture just seeing like you in a Christmas sweater with like him. And that, that's like my, my picture of you was like this, this cute married girl, okay. very bubbly, you know, popping into the event, you're fun and just, nice. you know, always bring the smile. <laughs> I feel like you were just cool and always went to music festivals. It's true. <laughs> anyway, was... we're getting, we're taking a long way to get here. Okay. So then a few years later, my life has drastically changed. Lucas is still pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but I remember one time 
several months after I think my marriage ended, I remember Sonia asking me like, okay, like what do you, what do you kind of see for yourself next? And I was like, you know, I'm not ready to date anyone, but I might be ready to like meet some new friends, like guy friends. I didn't really have any even like guy friends. So I'm like, let's start there. And, and she was like, somehow she got talking about who I'd even ever want to date. And I'm like, no one's going to want to date me because I have all this baggage. It needs to be someone that met me before I was like broken. That's what my brain told me, which of course doesn't really make sense now, but it was very nice of Sonia to humor me in that. Um, And so she was going through like people from high school and where they are now. And I remember she like, it was funny because she said, Oh, I do know this one guy. He's a creative and he's like a liberal (laughs) which is like not as common in Alberta, I guess. Like he's a liberal, he's single, he's like a creative guy, but I didn't really want to go to Calgary anyway. Um, And I was like, oh, there's this one guy like Lucas. And she's like, wait, what? I've never heard of him. Like you've never mentioned him. Who is he? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. He was this like young guy that I took a portrait of four years ago who designed my logo. So she's like, tell me his Instagram. She's pulling it out. Like he has no pictures. They're all pictures of his designs. Like, so we're looking at the tagged photos and thankfully, like, I think your friends, Brian and Amelia had tagged you in some pictures. So we're like, we couldn't really get a good look. All the pictures were like pretty old, but she's like, okay, this is great. This is great. Message him. So I like slide into your DMs and I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey dude. I was just going to say is that, and I, I remember this cause I was, I was on a Europe trip with two of my best friends, uh, Mike and Nick. And I was in Amsterdam in this like third floor apartment. And I just get, I'm looking at my DMs and it's like, Oh, all those DMs, all those girls. All those DMs. DMs, baby. But yeah, I remember being like, Hey dude, like I haven't seen you post in a while. Like, like what's new? Yeah. Just like this innocent checking. Like we in. should hang out sometime or something. I don't even know if I went that far. I probably, I just remember, Hey dude, which is hilarious. Hope everything's going well or something. It's like the most friend zone, uh, Hey, dude. (laughs) So then he obviously didn't reply. He left me on red. Thanks. Um, But then a few months later, I don't remember if I ran into you outside of the Gladstone karaoke first. I think so. Or or was that as the project started? Anyway, his his office randomly brought me back in to help with this random project they were doing where Broken Social Scene, the legendary Canadian band, and Lotto Max were putting together this concert series that Lucas was kind of front running and they wanted me to write the copy, which was kind of not even something I really did, but they were just so nice to kind of bring me around for some extra like contract work. And I remember going to Jackknife a bunch of times and I'd always feel like nervous around Lucas. And I mean, part of it was that I just didn't really know what I was doing as a copywriter. So I kind of felt out of my element. But also I was like, is this what a crush is? I had been in a relationship for 10 years and forgot like what that was. And so my friends were like, yeah, no, you definitely have a crush on him. And so I was like, yeah, I really feel like it it didn't even feel like a harmless crush. It felt like, Oh crap, this is the person I'm going to spend my life with. Like, how do I tell him? And I told my friends that (laughs) I was like, I think I'm going to spend my life with this person. And they were like, you are so weird, but also you're probably right because you're you and you're weird, but you just know things. It's so true. Your, your intuition is like no other. And it's, it's so funny to like look back on that now. And it's like, Oh, we're, 
three years into marriage we have a baby and you know you you were right (laughs) told you so so that's how we met let's see what else there is what does love mean to the both of you i think love for me is being seen and held and accepted exactly as you are and giving that gift to others yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's exactly what love should be. I think love is not should be. Oh, love is. Yeah, because it could be anything for anyone. Um, For me, I think it it's similar. It's, you know, being able to break down your barriers and just kind of let yourself be you full stop and having someone, you know, embrace that and take that in like the weird things, like the, some of the bad things and the good things and, and someone who's willing to help you be the best version of yourself. And I think that's also, you know, a big compliment to you because I think you are someone who oozes that kind of love. You've always challenged me to be the best version of myself. And I think that's, like one of the most attractive things about you is that you've really challenged me in a way that has helped me grow a lot from, you know, the guy who went to music festivals. (laughs) And uh, I think it's less that you went to music festivals that made you a little bit more immature than me at the time. It was more that one of the first things you told me on a date was like, I haven't cried in four years. Oh man. (laughs) No, I feel like you cry once a week. What a, what a, yeah, what a toxic uh, masculinity <laughs> comment. Yeah. yeah, music festivals are fine. You could still, could still go to those. It's it was the emotional maturity that hadn't quite come out yet. Yes, and you really brought that out of me, which I I really appreciate. What's bringing you the most joy about each other right now? I think for me, watching you be a mom, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear up just like talking <laughs> oh. about it but um yeah it's it's been such a special time and aside from this podcast i feel like that's really been your calling in life and it's just been so magical to see you give that that love you know just truly be yourself and see that reflect into someone is just like magic and yeah <laughs> so i have to say watching you be a mom has just been like everything I I imagined it to be. Well, that's very nice of you. (laughs) I should have gone first because I was going to be much less sentimental. I really enjoy how much you've been helping me with my podcast and all my shirts and everything. So what you listening might not know is that Lucas has learned how to edit a podcast just to edit my podcast because I don't want to listen to myself talk. He stays up until two in the morning sometimes to edit this he has helped me design everything from the website the instagram posts the stickers the sweatshirts you know he does everything and he does it with the finest tooth comb that sometimes i want to punch him because it's just his attention to detail and perfectionism is like no other but it's also just been bringing me so much joy to have sort of this like project we're working on together aside from the project of parenthood that we're also working on together. But watching you become a dad has also been equally magical. 
Well, that's nice. I think similarly making this podcast has been really cool. It's, it's felt good to like do something creative together. It's been so much fun. Again, aside from photography, I feel like this has been something that really felt right. It's cool that we can both participate in it. And yeah, it's just awesome. I love that. What was the hardest time you've gone through together? I'm going to go there. And I think it was some of the struggles with your friendships in the beginning. Um, yeah, a combination of things sort of happened when Lucas and I first started dating, which and also let me preface this with like how lucky we are that our biggest challenge that we've gone through has been something not so trivial because it didn't feel that way in the moment. But, you know, nothing so intense that, you know, any lives or health or anything was ever at stake. Um, but yeah, when we first started dating, things moved very quickly. And Lucas went from being the fun single guy that he'd kind of been for so long that was always down for anything to kind of fully immersed in this relationship. And he kind of wasn't as good of a friend, but also his friends didn't really always some of them didn't always kind of include me as much because they missed the old Lucas, but it was kind of happening in real time. So it didn't seem as clear now or as clear then as it does now, just exactly what was going on. But it kind of felt like all my friends loved and embraced him immediately and wanted to know everything about him and cared so much about him. And some of his friends that were really important to him sort of didn't offer that same care for me and that was really hard for me because I was you know like a puppy trying to win everyone's approval and going out of my way to do things and yeah there were some hard times a few of his friends even when like we eloped kind of made it about them and you know asked it was because they didn't this wasn't the way they pictured the Lucas they once knew when he was younger or whatever to kind of do things and instead of loving and embracing him as he's grown, they were kind of upset that he wasn't the Lucas he used to be, that maybe would have had a different wedding or whatever. And so, yeah, that was really hard. I like cried my eyes out on our honeymoon. And yeah, you know, it, was, it was challenging because it really felt like back then that for some, it felt like this isn't the reality, but it felt like none of his friends liked me and yeah, it was, and all of my friends loved him. And I was like, what have I done wrong? Um, and I think that's kind of like, I want to talk about this in another podcast sometime, but when you become friends with someone, you kind of, you kind of sign unconsciously these contracts where you're like, this is my party friend. This is my university friend. This is my work friend. And we kind of have these like unwritten agreed upon kind of contracts of how we see our friends and, it can be hard to stay friends as we grow out of those contracts and have to like almost sign new contracts. And I feel like my friends, maybe it's just like maturity. Maybe it's that I've had to go through more stuff with them over time, but they are so quick to adapt to the new me as I grow. And they always have been able to like fully love and embrace the seasons where I felt like your friends were not maybe ready to do that yet for a whole number of reasons. And that put a lot of like strain on us. And it didn't always feel like you were choosing me, but then your friends didn't feel like you were choosing them. And then 
you often just made yourself the victim by being like, I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree. I think that that was a really hard time and, you know, it's like hindsight 2020. I can see that I was always putting myself in the middle of it and like being like, this world's over here, this world's over here. And like, why can't things just be the way they were? And I realized that sometimes you have to embrace the change and you have to be the person who's the change agent and, you know, be confident in where that's taking you. And I think I, I didn't have that confidence at the time. So I, I think it really put a bit of a divide between you and a lot of my friends. And, and that was really hard as they were two entities that were really important to me. But, you know, looking back now, I can see that it was really unfair to you and you, you were always trying to put yourself out there and make it better. I think the other thing that was tricky also was just that very early on, I expressed that I thought that that was what was going on, but you were like, no way, my friends don't, my friends are way more simple than that. There's no like feelings like that. Like, and I'm like, just because no one's saying it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so you were kind of like unknowingly gaslighting me by saying that my feelings were wrong when like they all ended up becoming true. And by the time it burst, it was way worse than had you maybe just brought it up initially. But anyway, I mean, the pandemic has also been hard just in general because the uncertainty of all that and everything. But I think the friendship one was the hardest because we didn't have as much of a foundation yet, I guess, either. What is the biggest strength the other person has? I think your biggest strength is, I want to say the word awareness, but I feel like it undermines. Yeah, it undermines what like. I think I know what you mean, but maybe you can expand. You mean constantly being aware of every single person's emotions at every single moment (laughs) of every single day? You have a really keen understanding of people and that allows you to trust your intuition. I feel like you're always like assessing things and putting yourself in other people's shoes so that you have an idea of what they're thinking or what to expect. And I I think that the mental math that that carries it's a skill that i i don't have and, and i i i just find it amazing because pretty... do you sometimes i think you find it annoying but... i mean sometimes it, i'm just like oh my gosh chill out <laughs> like <laughs> you do, you can go somewhere and not wear the weight of the room but nope no not possible i can think of so many situations where you've kind of like told me exactly what's going to happen and i was like there's no way that'll happen <laughs> like why would you even like consider that and then right. that totally unfolds. That's something that I've never met anyone else who like has that ability to kind of sense or feel others with such empathy and awareness. So I, th- I think that's really special. Wow. Thank you. That's nice of you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even find a one thing? No, I was trying to make sure it sounded like nice because I don't think I've ever met anyone with the work ethic that you have. And I I think that our greatest strengths are sometimes also our greatest weaknesses, as you can see from me too. And I know sometimes I get annoyed that you have such a great work ethic, but it also is really amazing. Like I've gone away for 
a week before Remy came along. And I remember being kind of annoyed because I couldn't really get a hold of Lucas as much. He wasn't replying to things as fast. And it turned out he was just like painting our whole condo. <laughs> and yeah, anytime I go away for a few days, he turns it into a project. I used to get annoyed because I would be looking at him telling him a story and I could see he was like, like scouting the wall behind me, picturing like where he was going to put shelves. And I'm like, are you even paying attention to me? So it was as for like the first year and a half when we moved into our condo because it was COVID, everything was moving really slowly. So it felt like this never ending project. It still probably isn't done according to Lucas. Yeah, there's always been sort of like a project, but his work ethic is bar none just like the best I've ever seen and when everyone used to compliment me in the early days of newborn life I feel like they're like wow you're just so like relaxed and you seem so at ease in this new role Uh, are you getting a lot of sleep and it was like no no sleep (laughs) but the thing that I had that not everyone had was just that everything around me was like taken care of like Lucas was sterilizing bottles he was doing four loads of laundry a day he was putting the laundry away he was you know taking care of everything around the house and getting everything moving so that i could just lie on a couch with remy all day (laughs) that's it was such a generous gift i love a good task (laughs) task man lucas he never ran a task he didn't like sometimes i'll offer him like to a friend or something like do you need help putting up like a gallery wall and they're like no no lucas is so busy i'm like no no he actually loves tasks like you're doing him a favor by giving him your task um okay let's go to the next question what hair product does luke use his hair is dynamite (laughs) (laughs) give the people what they want great question you know it depends on the day i have two products i use okay both available at town barber or is this a sponsored post? I love it. It could be. Um, shout out to my barber, Dexter. He's the man. I think now I'm blanking on the names, though. I'd have to go get them. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Love they're that. Pa- they're pomades. Love that. They smell great. They work great. Highly recommend. Who is better at saying sorry and who is quicker to forgive? Ooh. I'd say you're definitely better at saying sorry because I don't have as big of an ego. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. I'm the Leo. I'm a bit more selfish. I say a lot more a selfish. Bit more selfish. <laughs> so sometimes it takes me a while to like see it the way that it should be seen, not just from my perspective. Right. And I'm I'm the type of person that like needs space to like see that and like sit with it. I need to like go to the gym or go for a run. You see both sides and you can kind of like in real time call that out. Yeah. You're like, you're feeling like this. I'm like, yes, I am feeling like that. It's true. Um, so I feel like because you understand both sides, it's easier for you to, I don't know, forgive or show me that I should forgive you. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Why did you choose to get married? And when did you know you wanted to get married? I can start. I obviously had come out of a marriage and had kind of reached a place where I didn't think I necessarily needed to get married again. I definitely didn't want to like swear off marriage or swear off changing my last name again because I didn't want Lucas to get sort of like an unfair chance just because I'd been hurt in the past. You see a lot of people that are like, I'm, I've made, I'm vowing to never get married again. And 
I support people setting boundaries for themselves, but I just wanted to make sure that any decision I made was made with myself and Lucas in mind and not like taking into account my past. And I felt like my ex had taken so much from me already that I didn't want him to like keep taking more in my new life. So I remember bringing it up to Lucas once asking him if marriage was really important to him because I knew I wanted to start trying to have a baby in a couple of years. And I wanted to know if that was important to to do before having a baby or if it mattered or if just like making the time for it would be easier before having kids. Um, and yeah, he expressed that it was like, it was something he would like to do. He didn't have a lot of opinions on like what it would look like or whatever. So we kind of came to the agreement together that it'd be really nice to do something special by ourselves. And actually at that time I had, that was sort of when I was publicly sharing so much about my divorce to kind of help others and process it all. And I felt like so much of my life had been publicized for so long that I was kind of just like, I want to do something for me, not for anyone else, not for social media, not to post like whatever. I just wanted to do something for us. Cause if we're really getting married, it's about the marriage and not the wedding. So we, yeah, we agreed to go elope in LA and three years ago, a few days ago, how do you handle conflict together? Nicole came up with this awesome tip called soundboard or solution, where you kind of ask your partner, do they need a soundboard right now or do they need a solution? And that kind of gives you the groundwork to either, you know, listen and just hear someone hold out, space, yeah. hold space for them, or if they're actually, you know, they want a solution to this, how, how can we make this better? How can we resolve this? Right. Because when you are looking for someone to just vent with you, you don't want them to come up with a solution right away. But then sometimes they're just like, oh man, that sucks. And you're like, no, tell me what I should do about it. So that has really helped us. And now people like therapists and stuff have written like books with that in it. So <laughs> not the exact words, but the concept. Yeah. It's funny. Where, when's your book coming out? <laughs> August 2024. What has marriage taught you? It's taught me that the best things happen when you work together. And I think it's really taught me that you can't do everything alone. And it's kind of the synergy of me and you, or it took two of us to make Remy, which is, uh, I mean, <laughs> mm. <hey. laughs> But I couldn't do that by myself. You can do that by yourself. And I think when you think about a marriage as two people working toward a common goal, your needs or happiness or whatever it is, the magic happens in kind of the coming together of those two. Nice. I think also to kind of go off that, one thing I love about marriage and now especially motherhood is feeling feelings for someone else like when someone you love has a big day ahead of them and you're almost like more nervous for them than you would be for yourself or like when they achieve a goal you're like more excited for them than you would be for yourself yeah i feel like that's my favorite my favorite thing about marriage or something i've learned in marriage 
anyway, I feel like there were some more questions, but I don't know if everyone wants to listen to us forever. So let's go to the next segment. We're going to do a quick game of would you rather <laughs> Lucas, would you rather have telekinesis, which is moving things with your mind or telepathy, telepathy, telepathy. <laughs> Sounds like tilapia. Midwifery. <laughs> tilapia the fish. So would you rather have telekinesis moving things with your mind or telepathy reading minds? I can't even read, so clearly I can't read minds. I feel like I would want to move things with my mind if you'd want to read people's minds. I feel like I can read people's minds. I know. Okay, the other day, this is actually a funny story. The other day, I thought that maybe if I tried really hard that I could move something with my mind. So I was sitting with Remy in the she was in my arms in the rocking chair, and I thought I needed to put her in her sleep sack, and I'm like... If I try really hard, could I open that flap to slide it right in? And I really tried. Like, I got it. Like, my eyes started to go kind of, like, fuzzy. And, like, (laughs) I felt the room getting, like, darker. Maybe it was a cloud going by. But I was like, you know, when you focus too hard on something, it becomes like a magic eye. Anyway, spoiler alert. It did not move. Okay. Next question. Would you rather lose your sight or your memories? Oh, that one really makes you think. Mm-hmm. I actually think about my life if I went blind, like a lot. Like mm. that—that's like a big fear of mine because I'm an extremely visual person, and like my my career is built on being able to see what I'm making. Mm. And I don't know if I could, like. It, it gives me great anxiety to think about not seeing anything. Okay, so you'd want you'd pick losing your memories. I, I probably would too. The nice thing about losing your memories is that you don't really know that it's happening. You don't have if the you, consciousness. If you lose your vision, like it's a very visceral thing and you know what you're missing. Maybe. We don't know what it's like. I guess we've probably all forgotten some of our memories and we don't know. I don't know if this question is the most sensitive because it's like implying that people who don't have vision, like it's a tragedy. And I think a lot of people who have vision feel so grateful and blessed and like have a full life. So maybe we shouldn't act like losing our sight is like a total tragedy, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think the hard thing is having something taken away from you. Yeah. Feels hard. absolutely you know if you don't know what you don't know it's it's easier to adapt maybe okay this is a good one would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power Mm. i think i know what i'd pick it's obvious i think it's respect i already have unlimited power (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah i i I feel like having everyone's respect in a way is very powerful it's like obama yeah i mean i guess he doesn't have everyone's but he's pretty universally loved um but yeah i'd pick universal respect i also have trouble like once i don't respect someone i like can't like them anymore so respect isn't really important they lose all their power they lose all their power so what would you pick well respect in that case 
If you went, if you went first, I think you would have picked unlimited power. <laughs> Give me although, all the power. Although, actually, you're not very good with power. No, you're I kind like... of a worker bee, not a, a leader. You're like yeah. a head down, do the work. I like being respected for doing the work, as opposed to mm. leading the charge. Okay, that's fair. Well, would you rather vomit on your hero or have your hero vomit on you? <laughs> I think I'd rather vomit on them. I think it'd... I'd probably vomit on them once they vomited on me because I hate puke. I feel like that's like another another power play. Like if you're puking on them, I I would be way too embarrassed to puke on someone. Do you remember when I was? Oh, this is a good one. This is how much I hate puking. On my very first Mother's Day, we were driving down to go get chocolates or something. I. I was pregnant. I wasn't officially like birthed a human. Not that that's what defines motherhood, but I was pregnant. We had to pull over in Dufferin Mall, which is kind of like a mall full of interesting characters. And I made Lucas and Saunders both get out of the car so that I could puke into a dog poop bag. At the, at the Taco Bell. At the Taco Bell. And then is that the day that I got a Taco Bell after? I feel like- yeah, cheesy gordita I, crunch or what is it called dorito taco shell crunch um but that's how much i hate puking is i had to do it in privacy because i couldn't get out of the car otherwise people would see me but i couldn't do it with you in the car because my body just like wouldn't do it i need to do this alone <laughs> in this car weren't you like that as a baby too like you'd like all bodily fluids had to be done private <laughs> yeah. and i get i get like anxious when you tell people remy's pooping i'm like that's her business don't announce it <laughs> Like, let the girl do her thing in privacy. But yeah, I would hide under the table. My mom said I'd go into the dining room and hide under the table at like one year old. When I still wasn't walking till two. Okay. Would you rather be gassy on a first date or your wedding night? (laughs) I have a lot of feelings about this one. A double no for you. (laughs) No, I think I could be gassy. That's the thing is like, on the one hand, you want to say, oh, I could be gassy on my wedding night because like by then you're already pretty comfortable with each other. But the thing is, being gassy on a first date, A, that, there might not even be a second date anyway, so who cares if you're gassy? And B, like, you might not do the deed anyway. So, like, you might just mm. be at a restaurant feeling kind of gassy when, like, no one would even know. It's not like your first date you're necessarily, like, cuddling or kissing or having sex. So, like, why worry? And you probably are gassy because you're getting, like, tacos and drinks <laughs> All of the things on the first date. Dorito tacos, though, yeah. or yeah. So I'd pick first date. Yeah. Plus, there's there's gonna be an opportunity when you you're leaving the restaurant or you're <laughs> you gotta find the breaks. I mean, I haven't been. I think I farted for the first time ever in front of you like last week, didn't I? It was like by accident. Yeah. I was traumatized. Yeah. Just kind of squeaked out. We had Squeak. a good laugh. I don't want to hear that word. <laughs> Okay, this is a really good one. Would you rather go to the past and meet loved ones who've passed away or go to the future and meet your great-grandchildren? Whoa. I think I'd like to go to the future. There's something just fascinating about the unknown because the past, like, you have an idea of what happened. So, you know. There's history. There's some history there, but. Records. The future is something that you might never ever be a part of. Yeah, I think I'd have to pick the same. Mostly just because I love Remy so much that I'd want to know, like, if she made 
someone and then they made someone mm. and someone i'd be like oh my gosh they could look me. totally different from but you. then how much would my great great grandparents be excited to meet me though mm. yeah it's like because then that's the like the same thing for them yeah so i'm like maybe i would pick that oh, i'd man. want i'd want them to be so excited to meet me it's like the back to the future trilogy they go back and then they go to the future and then they go really back it's true we would need a cool car okay this is this one i for sure know what i'd pick would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest i think you definitely want to be the smartest what no way huh? i pride myself on being really funny oh well, yeah that's true but you're also i feel like you're just like I, I consider you the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I need to hang out in better rooms you'll, then. You'll be like, you've already analyzed who's the funniest in the room and who's the smartest. And... Yeah, I've but, labeled everyone. No, I'd pick funny for sure. But that's bo- true. The, it's boring being the smartest. No, you're right. You're right. Anytime I'm in a room where I feel smart, I'm like, I hate everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm annoyed by all of you. Everybody loves a funny, funny person. Yeah. I think I've worked hard to be the funny friend my whole life. You're really funny. <laughs> I haven't been funny at all in this podcast. No. <laughs> like any episode. <laughs> it's really hard talking alone and being funny because I have like nothing to go off of. You have the biggest room. I mean, it's luckily like... I'm the only person in the room, so I'm usually the smartest and the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like Saunders and I, Remy and I. Okay, well, what would you pick? I'd go funny. Everybody likes to laugh. Exactly. I guess it's going to be a duel when we enter a room. Whoever can be funnier. Okay, would you rather have fortune or fame? When you first read that, I thought you said, would you rather have like fortunes? <laughs> I already do. I have three and a half. I'll take two over four. Um, would, would I rather have fortune or fame? See, these are hard ones because I feel like when you have fame, you garner a fortune. A for- Like a financial fortune? A lot of times. I feel like if you're famous... You generally have. Well, this isn't an alternate reality where maybe you don't have both. Mm. I don't know. You can be famous for a crime. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think I'd I'd take the fortune just because there's so much that you can do with it. And I don't I don't know if I necessarily would want to be famous. There's I, so much I that comes. I think I would want to be famous. Oh, yeah. For sure you'd want to be famous. But, like, only if it was because I was doing something good. Like, I don't just want to be famous. I want to make an impact. Which could result in something. Right. But then you could use your fortune to make an impact on something. Or like fuel your passion to do something. And then get famous. I think that kind of is not the point of the question though. You're supposed to just pick one or the other. Okay. Well, you can have fortune. And you can have fame. Would you rather find your soulmate or your calling? I think my soulmate. Didn't you already find her? Right here, baby. (laughs) So sincere. I don't know. I think I'd, I think I want to find my calling. Podcasting. <laughs> Motherhood. Okay. So, well, good luck with the search. I hope you find your soulmate. <laughs> Would you rather swim in a pool of Nutella or honey? Definitely honey. There's something so satisfying about you ever watch like honey drip. I hate touching honey. I never want to be sticky. Can you imagine me and honey? There's no way, but Nutella. Oh, yeah. You, you need like a million napkins. <laughs> Nutella, I could, I think I could bathe in. It'd be so thick. <laughs> I just eat it. I'd eat my way through it. I picture swimming in Nutella would be like being stuck in 
quicksand. But really, really delicious quicksand. Well, yeah, that's true. Is it Nutella or Nutella? Nutella? Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. That's how you said it. You said Nutella is so quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't answer my question. Is it Nutella I, or Nutella? Nutella. I think I say Nutella. No, you said Nutella. Anyway. But yeah, definitely honey. Whenever I make you those like energy balls, you put half a cup of honey in there. And I just love watching that pour into the vat. And it's just like vat. layers and layers and it just oozes. Yeah, but I don't want to touch it. It's like pretty to look at. Okay, well, well enjoy your honey, honey. <laughs> enjoy your honey, honey. Okay. Would you rather fall down in public or pass gas in public? Oh, I should fall down. <laughs> really? Don't you, have you never farted while you were walking? But is it like the loudest fart ever and people are like looking over? I don't know. Have you ever fallen down in public? Oh, yeah. Like me, though? And not quite like you. I feel like you have like some of the most epic public falls. In the middle of Soho with multiple bags and at like 37 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Cracking my phone and shattering my knees. You love a good public splash. Yeah, no one ever helps me. Yeah. Not even when I was like about to pop out a baby, not one person helped me. Is that like because people are just like so embarrassed for for you? you. <laughs> they like don't want to make it worse. I think probably for the the New York fall, my knees were bleeding everywhere, and people were probably just on their phones and didn't care, or they thought it was like a TikTok <laughs> influencers in the wild. But looking... the pregnancy one, that one made me a little sad because yeah. everyone was standing outside almond butterfly like on harvard going to get their coffees and snacks and no one even like and i didn't get up fast you don't get up fast when you're super pregnant no it's not like oh shoot turn look around and be up before anyone could see you gotta you gotta go help the pregnant lady Mm -hmm. come on you always seem to fall like walking Tripping. All, all my public falls are like on bikes and skateboards. Mm. Yeah, but fall down in public implies that you're like, you're, you're like walking and you fall down. It's not like a, a bike accident. That's true. It's not really a fall. That's why when I asked you if you've ever fallen down in public, I'm like, you were like, yeah, so many times. I'm like, really? I was longboarding to class and my wheel just stopped and I got hucked off my skateboard like in the middle of the york university bus loop that kind of counts but still if someone said like okay go fall down over there like you're picturing someone just walking and falling down yeah that's true picturing like a skateboard accident that's much less embarrassing because it's like it's known that you're gonna fall off yeah people wear helmets and elbow pads still feels as embarrassing at the moment though it doesn't feel as embarrassing i don't think as walking and falling Like, it can feel embarrassing, but not as embarrassing. (laughs) That's our show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lucas. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. What's been your favorite thing about the last three years? Having a baby with you. I don't know if that was clear or not from when I cried. (laughs) I have loved having a baby with you, too. Why didn't we start this podcast sooner? So I could hear this sultry voice of yours. Oh, my! I think it gets more sultry when you record at night. Yeah. Because I have to talk a little quieter because Remy's sleeping. It really is. Like, I'm I'm getting all the ASMR vibes right now. If you guys want to call in, you can. I'll be waiting. 
<laughs> was not good. Yeah. Call me. I think we found your your third job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Lucas, for helping me make this podcast. And special thanks to Mike Halleck for the music. And obviously thanks to you for listening be sure to follow along in between each episode where i hang out on instagram at finding sparkle chasing light and remember you can only meet someone as deep as you've met yourself that's our show goodbye